0: Hey there, you are listening to Price Count, the podcast where I take everything Pokemon and bring it to you in this nice digital format. Um, okay, quick side notes. You probably realize this is the first episode of this week. Um, I'm not sure if you looked on Twitter. On Twitter, I posted the last episode I had some guests on, but the audio for their segment got corrupted um, or something. It just it, it sounded terrible. So I took that episode down and... The beginning part of it, I didn't feel it was good enough for its own episode. So I'm actually going to put that part at the end of this segment or today's topic, whatever. Um, so there's that. You probably already also noticed that I no longer sound like a baked potato. I did also get a new mic. So the quality from here on out is going to be much better than my um, my manageable laptop microphone. You won't hear so much background noise, etc, etc. It's going to sound nice, crisp, and clean, at least as much as I could do that. Okay, um, so today's topic I want to talk about is actually going to be Pokemon Fire Red. Um, More specifically, a review, sort of, a discussion, a review discussion of Pokemon Fire Red. I... I've been thinking about doing uh, Review discussion reviews. I'm not sure if I want to call it review Review would be a good name for it because I'm going to be talking about what my feelings about it But I think a discussion is better Because I mean, I'm gonna say this. I love all the Pokemon games So I think a discussion About it would be much better talking about the highs and lows of each game and I thought what better way to start would be um, Gen 1 but not red and blue because there are so many things that they couldn't do on the Game Boy that they improved in this game and not let's go because let's go it's not a main pokemon game i love the game but it's not the kanto storyline that i mean okay it is the kanto storyline but it's not a main game storyline you don't play the same way that you would in this game Oh, that was gross. Three, two. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, Pokemon Fire Red was uh, the first remake uh, of Red and Blue. In fact, the first Pokemon remake at all that they released uh, came out in 2004. So, just I want to say eight years. Shy, Red and Blue were '96. So, eight years. Um, after the original game. It came out um, I believe a year after Ruby and Sapphire released and became the second best-selling game a Pokemon game on the Game Boy Advance. This game um, is very similar if not almost identical to the main story of Red and Blue. There's just a few minute details that they added and um, more uh, post story. That makes sense. Post story, post winning, post story. Yeah. They added a whole new section um, called the Sevi Islands where there was uh, like another side plot added after you beat D Lead 4, um, which actually ties into Gold and Silver, which I think is really cool. But uh, let's, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, I think the best way to start this discussion is actually to answer a question from good friend and returning question answer ask answer asker Trevor. Uh, he asked, "Is Fire Red and Leaf Green the best version of these games?" Um, and to that, I, I he asked this a couple days ago. I had to give this some thought, and definitely, I want to say yes. Um, Red and Blue on Gameboy were, I mean, they, they're the start of the generation, the start of this whole Pokemon phenomenon. Um, and they were good games, but I mean, the Gameboy had limitations. The Gameboy Advance has limitations as well, compared to what we have nowadays, but the Game Boy had a lot of limitations. The sprites were generic looking things, there was a snake sprite, a mean looking dog sprite, a monster sprite, a fish sprite, um, which didn't add as much depth to the Pokemon, uh, like, outside of the battle, and even in the battle, um, character models weren't as much they could do, I mean, it's very low polygon, low graphics, and there was a lot of bugs in the game, um, and nowadays, like, you could see speedrunners exploding those bugs, um, not like the bug Pokemon. The bug Pokemon in Gen 1 are very weak, so they can't exploit them. Um, but there's different glitches, like through in Lavender Town, you can use a Poke-Doll to get out of the fight, so you can skip all of Sylph Co. Um, there's even glitches like you could easily get the glitch in Gen 1 to get Mew on your team, and Mew is will steamroll anyone you you fight. But they didn't fire red however, Um, they did fix those and they added a lot of the features from Gen 3 uh, that that was in Ruby and Sapphire that became staples for the rest of the Pokemon series. They added the natures, they added uh, the abilities of Pokemon, they added new moves, they they fixed how some of the moves work against each other. And and in my opinion that makes this game um, so much more in depth than Red and Blue could ever be. Now for lack of trying, uh, because Red and Blue still has this um, RNG that makes each playthrough different that every Pokemon game has, Red and Blue just takes that and makes it a bit better. It also, going through the cities, um, you, you do obviously get a better experience in Let's Go where you could see like good 3D renderings of the cities, but in Fire Red and Leaf Green, when it came out, it was it was great seeing these, seeing Palatown in full color, seeing um, like seeing your starters fully evolved, and they look so cool. Like Charizard and Blastoise and Venusaur look so cool in this game compared to what they did in Gen One. They added like new moves. Like post game, I'm pretty sure this was the introduction of the Gen One exclusive. Not Gen one, but the exclusive starter Pokemon moves. Like there's Blast Burn, Hydro Cannon, and Frenzy Plant, which are essentially the typed Hyper Beams for each Pokemon, and only your starter could learn it, and only if your starter really liked you. Um, And I believe that's moves that have been brought around in every game since. I don't believe it started in Ruby and Sapphire, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure they started firing leaf green like when they were releasing press for this. I remember as a kid, I saw that and I'm like, oh man, I want my Charizard to know blast burn. That looks so cool, and it's it's a post game thing because um I mean otherwise would be very I mean it is still very powerful, but it being hyper beam esque move where your Pokemon has to recover, it's not that great competitively, but I mean. As, oh God, how old was I? I can't do math. That was as a ten-year-old uh, That was the coolest thing around and made specialized animations Like blast burn your whole screen turns black and then hydro cannon It's it looks way more cooler than Hi, um, Hyper beam, I mean yes way more cooler than hyper beam and way more cooler than hydro pump and frenzy plan is just It looks like some D&D kind of stuff where there's just plants growing out of the ground attacking the Pokemon. It was really cool. And besides that, adding the post-game stuff the Sevee Islands was really cool because it also allowed you to get some Gen 2 Pokemon. Like, I remember specifically trying to catch the best Dunsparce on one of the islands as a kid. I didn't get to do it in this run, which I'll get to in a second. There's like a whole side quest where you have to find certain things and you can get a trading machine that allows you to trade with Ruby and Sapphire, but only after you do all this post-game stuff. So it adds something that makes a little bit of sense in the game. So in my opinion, I do think this game is, as far as a main Pokemon experience, the epitome of gen one. Just going through and Having to train your Pokémon and and even knowing what to expect from the Pokémon in this game. like You know Blaine is going to have a Magmar or an Arcanine, depending on which version. Does it depend on which version? He has Arcanine and Fire Red, I'm not sure if he has Magmar or Leaf Green, I could be wrong about that. Um, but you know Sabrina is going to have an Alakazam. You know Misty is going to have a Starmie, um, however with the addition of the abilities and the rebalancing of the moves, and um, the new gen three moves that they added, you really have to um, go in fully prepared. Like in, um, in Sabrina's gym, she has an Alakazam, and her Alakazam knows Call My, which immediately turns that thing into like an unstoppable wrecking ball, unless you take it down two turns, um, which was very hard for me. Which speaking of that brings me to my second topic of discussion. Um, I was playing this game as a Nuzlocke, which means uh, Alexam was very scary. This, uh, a Nuzlocke, which is actually the second question Trevor had what is a Nuzlocke? A Nuzlocke is this specialized role set that you use to play Pokemon, and something that you have to maintain yourself. There's no like Secret input where you put like Nuzlocke mode enabled. Um, the biggest three rules of Nuzlocke is you you have to play in set mode. You can't do shift where like he says your your opponent's gonna throw out an Arcanine. Do you want to switch Pokemon? You just you have to throw. You have to keep them set. When a Pokemon faints, it's dead. It's it's gone. You can't use that Pokemon anymore. The, oh, the third rule done. For new, new catching, you can only catch the first Pokemon you see on every route. So if you get to Route 1 and you first see a Pidgey, that's your Pidgey. If you first see a Rattata, that's your Rattata. When you enter Viridian Forest and you find the Weedle, well, you're going to be stuck with a Bidro. That adds this whole layer of even more uh, strategic playing. Because in previous games before this like I mean as a kid as well up until um, I want to say the DS games came out I would just get my starter and just train my starter and my starter was best pokemon round, and you couldn't feed it. Um, with this game it's a bit harder to do like even like if you choose Charmander as a starter it's a bit easier for the first gym because they actually give Charmander a metal claw which will be able to take down Onyx. But once you get to Misty, if you don't have any other Pokemon team, you're gonna have a real bad time, unless you grind into Oblivion. It's not the ideal way, and we'll say for this game, it's not the ideal way to play this game, Um, especially with so many self-destructing coughings, which made my life a mess. It, It makes the game, um, I want to say, especially for Gen 1, it makes it very difficult because you have to do a lot of grinding for your Pokemon to get a decent level. And for me, I lost a lot of Pokemon. I'm actually recording this. Um, I didn't even get to the Elite Four. I beat Giovanni, and then my rival just destroyed me. And there's there's other rules for nuzlocks, um, like some nuzlocks say, you could only heal at a Pokemon Center. Um, you can't use any held items. I believe that's another one. Those rules just make the game just unfair. That's like you're playing Dark Souls, the Pokemon game, which I could see the appeal. Um, <laughs> that that should be a specialized rule set. Yeah, it's, it adds more to this game because um, especially these early on games, I will say they're more difficult than say X and Y. I, I do like adding this element because it makes me really think. Like in Nuzlocke's, those items, like X items that you've never used before, you need them. You need to put X defense and X like speeds on your Pokemon so they could just sweep. Otherwise, you're going to get in a situation like me, like for instance, Sabrina, um, I lost my war turtle because I tried setting up, um, I tried using Bite and I didn't have any of those X items and I just used Psychic and my Wartortle was dead, which made me very sad. I had to use my Starlax I caught and then um, just barely scrapped by. Actually, I have a game over right now and then so um, I just put all my dead Pokemon into a dead box Which now includes my team, unfortunately. But, like, I have my Beedrill, my Kadabra, my War Turtle. I got both Snorlaxes in the game, and they're dead. Oh, another fun thing. You actually have to name all your Pokemon. Because you can't have just, like, a generic, like, Venomoth. Like, my Venomoth. um, Oh, my team, like, my Venomoth is named Motham. It's dead. Uh, My Lapras is Nass. My Flareon, which I which I got as Eevee, I named it Stevie. Uh Needle Queen is the Queen. Golduck is Dolan. And Vileplume I named it Broom. Uh, most because these are like the first names that came to my head. But playing this has really got me back enjoying the games again. Um, I wouldn't say again, but like I want to go back and play all the games, especially because now I have a DS Lite I can play them on. I'm probably going to go back and actually go and defeat the Elite Four, um, just because like now I I lost, so I'm not going to start over, I'm not that like sadistic to myself. Uh, I'm just going to train up more, I guess I have to grind if I want to beat anyone and continue playing. Um. I guess. Do I have to give this game a rating? I guess it is kind of review discussion. Um, if you have the chance to play Fire Red, I would say definitely do it again. If you only played like the DS and 3DS versions of the game, like X and Y and Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, this is gonna be a bit of a shock to you because there they didn't add some of those uh, quality of life features like repels just will ask you to use again automatically. Um, HMs are still around. Like you played, like Sun and Moon and stuff. You know those HMs. Um, it's a little bit more a, like a slower paced, like walking. Not as bad as like Diamond and Pearl. Diamond and Pearl, you take a year to get from Route One to Route Two. Uh, but it's it's still good. Like playing back and even comparing this to like Sun and Moon, it's still a very good Pokémon game. Uh, um, I guess if I had to rate this, I would rate it as would play again, gonna complete Pokédex, which is another challenge. Yeah. But that's that's my take on Fire Red. Um, if you guys have any other opinions or if you have any other topics to discuss, you wanna talk about it, just let me know on Twitter. Um, I'll be going through and I may revisit this um, once I beat the whole game again. Maybe I'll try playing Leaf Green, uh, which probably would be too much different. Like besides some post-game stuff, if I could find it, I do want to make the reviewing thing a semi-reoccurring, semi-reoccurring, a reoccurring segment. Next game I'll probably do, if I could find it, I want to. Um, I really want to play Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Um. <laughs> Those games are currently about 60 bucks used um, from a very popular retailer. I may probably play the ROM versions if I could find them, because uh, that would be just the most convenient way to play. Uh, but I think, I think I'll think i go through the generations, uh, probably my favorite version of each generation to play. So I'll probably do Hard Gold, Soul Silver. If I could find it, I'll do Emerald to G- G-Generation 3, and then Diamond or Pearl, or probably even Platinum. I actually haven't played Platinum. i played Diamond and Pearl all the way through. Um, I haven't actually gone through Platinum, so that'll be a fun one to do. That's, I think that's it. I think I've gone through, and I gushed about Pokemon Fire right enough that hopefully all of you want to play the game, because uh, it's really fun. But for now, I think I'm gonna go on to our next segment which is um something i added i recorded earlier this week and it's um just i guess in the beginning of the episode the part of how i recorded so i'm just gonna add this first part i say in the episode that i came in for it but i think the new name is gonna be game freaks no game freaks game freaks um you'll understand a little bit but yeah i'll talk to you again by the new episode Alright, let's get into this topic, um, I'm gonna be talking about weird or interesting pokedex entries. Okay. I just wanted to do a couple, um, interesting pokedex entries, actually. So like, like not just weird pokemon, weird pokedex entries. I think I wanted to name this, um, <laughs> the real game freaks. Get it? Cause it's like game freak, but these are like weird pokedex, so it's game freaks. Yeah. I think I like that, the real Game Freaks. Okay, in today's real Game Freaks, I have a couple that I just want to bring up. Uh, the first, I am going to look at the Pokédex entry for Drowsy. Drowsy, um, if you don't know, is a Gen 1 Pokémon. It's supposed to be a Tapir. Uh, tapir? You know, like the, the Pokémon, not the Pokémon. The real life animals that look like drowsy, but they don't stand up and or't have psychic powers. But ever since Gen one, drowsy has had let's say interesting Pokedex entries. Let's see. For Pokemon Yellow, Drowsy's entry is if you sleep by it all the time, it will sometimes show you dreams as eaten in the past, which, okay, sure, why not, it's you know, it's known as a Pokemon that puts up other Pokemon and sometimes people to sleep, blah 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 blah, blah. but let's kind of move on, because throughout the games I feel like it's a little bit creepier, Let's see, let's go to Pokemon Gold, specifically. If you think that you had a good dream, but you can't remember it, a drowsy has probably eaten it. Which, I, I, oh, I don't know, I mean, that's a little creepy, that just kind of means, you know, while you're having good night's sleep, you're drowsy, Whether just a wild drowsy comes up on you, you know, while you're sleeping, it's just outside your window, oof. Oof, that's giving me chills. Don't wanna think about that. see, and I mean, going on from there in Ruby Sapphire and Emerald. Oh, speaking of that, let's just go to Emerald. If your nose becomes itchy while you are sleeping, it's a sure sign that a drowsy is standing above your pillow and trying to eat your dream through your nostrils. So there is a mental image. Yeah, I didn't get to this Emerald one earlier, so this is, yeah, it, it's a little creepier than than I thought, however, I think Hypno is just a bit above that, um, actually, there is a problem, I mean, Hypno, so Hypno evolves from Drowsy, um, in Gen 1, I mean, Red and blue, it's Pokedex centuries, when it locks eyes with the enemy, it'll use a mix of PSI moves such as hypnosis and confusion, which I think that's supposed to be psychic, but it just had a weird acronym for it back in the first game. Um, but then we get to generation 2 in gold and silver, uh, in gold when it's very hungry, it puts humans and meats to sleep and then feasts on their dreams. So. I think we can come to an agreement that Hypno and Drowsy are just not fun to be around. I, I don't even know what Hypno is supposed to be. Like, Drowsy, yes, it's the pure. I don't know what Hypno is supposed to be. Hypno is just supposed to be a creamy Pokemon with a pendulum. Oh, and speaking of a pendulum, in Emerald, it's Pokedex entry, the arcing movement and glitter of the pendulum in a Hypno's hand lull the foes into a deep hypnosis. While searching for prey, it polishes the pendulum. So Hypno is just this furry Pokemon kind of, you know, walking around continuously polishing this little pendulum until it finds someone to put to sleep and eat their dreams. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Have a good day. Okay, let's move on from one creepy Pokemon to another creepy Pokemon. Yeah, why not? So the next one I want to talk about is actually going to be Lampent. Lampent is actually a generation five Pokemon that came out in black and white. And it doesn't have as many Pokedex entries as it's only black and white and X and Y. Um, The Sun and Moon entry I don't see it listed on uh, Bulbapedia, which is where I'm like looking up these entries. Uh, Why well, is them beforehand? Is where I'm reading them from. Um, but it has the um, Pokedex from Black and White. Hmm. Let's see. Actually, let's go. Well, okay, no, it was just okay. So they're all a little bit not great. Uh, in back, the Pokedex entry: This ominous Pokémon is feared. Through cities, it wanders, searching the spirits of the fallen. In in Light, the Pokedex entry, it arrives near the moment of death and steals a spirit from the body. So, it looks like Pokemon are kind of messed up, I mean I get it, it's a ghost Pokemon, but I mean, it, what's going on Game Freak, why Game Freak? Why are, why are these nightmares in your your fun games about making friends and becoming the very best like no one ever was? Um, why why do we have to face our fears like this? This is this is this is no good. No no good. I mean I mean that's just that's just going to back and my two. Pokedex Entry. The spirits it absorbs fuel its baleful fire. It hangs around hospitals waiting for people to pass on. So have you ever seen, I don't know if they show this in the anime, that there's just a lamp hanging inside the hospital. It's not being cute, giving light to everyone that passes by. It's waiting for people to die so it could get its souls. No, thank you. I would not like a lamp at all. Chandelure is probably just as creepy, but I'm going to move on from less creepy ones. Let's get to some—I want to say fun ones—but it's just sad, kind of, kind of, sort of. Let's go to Magikarp. Magikarp has has a reputation. Uh, it, it, evol- it evolves into one of the most, you know, revered Pokemon in all Pokemon games. Gyarados. It, it was even like the first shiny. Red Gyarados, well for shiny in the games. I think, was it in the show as well? It's been a long time since I've seen the show. Anyways, Game Freak has been picking on Magikarp since the very beginning. Um, In red and blue, its entry was in the distant past. It was somewhat stronger than the horribly weak descendants that exist today. Game Freak was just like, yeah, no, these Pokemon suck. Like, we're telling you they suck. It's like the only, like, it, it all is Splash. Like, in Gen 1, the only thing Magikarp could learn is Splash. I don't even think it learns Tackle. I, I think you just have to switch train it, or, there wasn't no experience here in Red and Blue, so you have to switch train it, or <laughs> struggle all the Pokemon to win, but that wouldn't work. Um, let's see. <laughs> in gold, in Generation Two, an underpowered, pathetic Pokemon. It may jump high on rare occasions, but never more than seven feet. Which I believe that uh, that's been eradicated later on. Not like eradita, but like you know, changed. Um, I saw it somewhere. But, 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 but. Okay, yeah, right here, like in Generation 4, Platinum, a Magikarp living for many years can leap a mountain using Splash. The move remains useless, though. So, I guess maybe maybe the new Magikarp could only jump 7 feet, but they could splash really high. I mean, come on. Yeah, let's see, let's go back to Ruby really quick, because in Ruby, the Magikarp, uh, Pokédex entry is Magikarp is a pathetic excuse for a Pokémon that's only capable of flopping in its fashion. This behavior prompted scientists undertake research into it. So Game Freak is like saying, hey, this Pokémon sucks so bad that we had the scientists like, hey, how can we make this Pokémon suck less? Which is probably... What prompted prompted them to use the radio waves in gold and silver to make the red Gyarados? Hmm. Eh? Eh? Maybe this game freak leaving little notes to it for its previous games. They like doing that. They like doing all that kind of stuff. And as you go further on in the games, it doesn't get better. Like X, X and Y, like an X. It's a. It is virtually worthless in terms of both power and speed. It is the most weak and pathetic Pokémon in the world. Like. Where's the love? I get it. There's Magikarp Splash. And you did make Magikarp evolve into one of the coolest Pokemon around. But where's the love for Magikarp? Even Shiny Magikarp is gold. That's cool. Like, Magikarp is good. It's good Pokemon. Let's get to this last one really quick, though. In Moon, this, uh, in Moon, Pokemon uh, Game Free was just like, hey, hey, we get it. Cause Its reckless leaves make it easy pickings for predators. On the bright side, many Pokemon enjoy longer lifespans thanks to Magikarp. <laughs> so they're saying <laughs> this Pokedex entry is saying, Hey, the only thing Magikarp are good for is letting other Pokemon live longer so they can eat them. They're very nutritious, apparently. Apparently, Magikarp are only good for being very delicious and nutritious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll probably look more into this, I'll try to pick less depressing Pokédex entries uh, from here on out. Uh, I think I'm gonna keep this the title The Real Game Freaks because it rolls out of the tongue and I, I'm very proud of myself for that. But I think that is going to do it For this episode It is definitely a longer episode um, I just wanted to uh, Compensate for not putting an episode on Tuesday um, Next episode will be out on Tuesday I'm going to try to figure out What that's going to be um, But I'll I'll Find something I, I like talking about Pokemon I'm pretty sure i will find anything Pokemon I may go over news There's a lot of like new um, Detective Pikachu news And a lot of other stuff i may just go over more games maybe more um game freaks game freaks see is it games freak no it's game freaks right game freak games freak games freak games freak game freaks games freak it's i'll find it out you just hear me say it like 10 times it's okay um yeah um please uh let me know if you like this episode um Subscribe me to wherever you find podcasts. I'm pretty sure I'm on most of them. I use a third-party podcasting app and I'm on there, so that's cool. If I'm on that one, I'm probably on a different bunch of different ones, including like Spotify, iTunes, Apple. Well, Apple is iTunes. I'm gonna say Google, but you know. Yeah, um, and if you have any questions on interact me, you can find me at Twitter at um I'm at pricecount P-R-Z-E-C-O-U-N-T um and yeah if you have any questions like answer questions from uh trevor today um you can also just reach out to me and i'll definitely put you into uh your topic into this episode and yeah um all this music amazing music by the way is done by glitch city um she's do, she's done the intro naturals as well as the music i've used throughout the segments um please go support everything she does i put um her links to all the tracks i use are going to be in the description as well i think she just opened a merch store so if you want to support someone else that way too um go and do that because like i said she's amazing and has graciously allowed me to use her music but until next time y'all have a great day